Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with Dr. Fuck and the Ayatollah of Alcohola, Ian Wadley, better known as Wadzilla. So enjoy another awesome, incredible episode of the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Bam, 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 diddly dee. Smack em a gob, it's time for the greatest podcast known to man. Once again, I am Dr. Fuck and this is... Oh yeah, the Ayatollah Alcoholic in Wadley, Wadzilla. How's it going, Ralph? I'm doing fantastic, fantastic. And you? Pissing, pissing my cunt, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm doing pretty fucking good. Other than today is the the start of daylight savings time. I am not a fan. Right. Not a fan. Well, you will be once you're a retired, lazy fuck like me. <laughs> Do you like it? I don't like it. Oh, I used to hate it. I don't anymore. Because I don't have to go nowhere in the morning. Uh, I, I, I hate... I, I like... Everything good happens in the dark, I believe. You know? Fuck the sun. The sun give you fucking skin cancer. Billy uh, Scott said that. Yeah? In the dark. Yeah, he was right. He was right. He he was right about that. He was wrong about the pink leotard and the dancing, but he was right about the daylight savings time. I was watching. I remember. Uh, remember. Remember that time I went insane, Ian, and I and I binge watched Mark and Lee. Yeah, I, I, I remember yeah. talking you down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Thank. Oh, by the way, thank you for that. Um, you know what's funny is that uh. There was one of the episodes where Mark was bitching about people like slamming that that Good Squire video. <laughs> the sun is good, man. Why do people wait? Mark is a he's an interesting character. That's why. Oh, by the way, today I was hanging out at my friend's house, Joshy, with Marquez and Ryan and Ruben. You know that guy you love. I love that guy. We're all hanging out watching YouTube videos. I go, oh, bro, type this in. Rock and Metal Combat Podcast, Norton Whiskey. <laughs> you should have seen the reaction of everybody in the room. They're like, what the fuck is wrong with that guy? I was like, dude, that guy's a god. But before he wasn't, I I didn't think Mark was a god till I saw him snort whiskey. That is the greatest shit ever. I know, and what pisses me off is now, like, you know, the best video on our site is fucking Mark. <laughs> you know, it's like, That's fuck. Exactly so. I mean, Mark, I mean, look, you know it, and I'm not saying something that Mark doesn't know. Come on, bro. Freeform against us is like Van Hagar against Van Halen. But you start whiskey, you might give us a run for our money. Keep doing it. <laughs> that, that shit, that, it makes me cry every time in the best possible way. It is so fucking awesome. It's like one uh, of the greatest videos ever, actually. And who knew Mark would be the one doing it? <laughs> I know. I, you know, but but I've seen an evolution of Mark, and I think you know through Mark listening to our show, it brought out the best of him. You know, because I think he stopped listening to his own show, just started listening to us. He's a lot cooler now. Yeah, yeah. He snorts whiskey. We are very uh, influential. Yeah, we are. So, so Mark, the next thing is pour gasoline on yourself and set yourself on fire for being a Sammy Hagar fan. Because we are very influential. Remember when Mark did that video? 
Yeah. That, that video was kind of close as uh, close as being hysterical, like the snorting whiskey, but not quite there. <laughs> These guys want to kill us. <laughs> you guys, don't you know you're influential? <laughs> what the fuck are you, Tipper Gore now? Oh, my God. Oh, if, if only we were that influential. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we're still, we're still trying to wait for those those monthly checks from, you know, JR from um, his buddy there in Australia. He's going to send us 10 grand each week. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd yeah. be nice. That's when I know we're really influential. They're not, they're not influential to, to people that snort whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we're uh, we can control the small-minded. <laughs> we, we, we've got to work on it. Well, this th- this week we don't have any new iTunes reviews, unfortunately. We don't even have any new um, Andrew Jacobs or, or Terrence reviews. That's when you know it's slow when they, when they don't even have new reviews. Well, but, I, I did notice, Ian, that uh, the past couple days, I've had zero dislike on my videos, so something's up with Terrence. He's missing. Oh, don't worry about it, because I just saw that he had put up a couple new videos on his TJR Rock Sponge page, so I, I disliked all of them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, dislike them, too. Terrence loves that. So I, I do have some comments to read. I found out how to access... Uh, comments on our Podbean page. And I'm going to read a bunch of those, and I also have one. Uh, I believe I have another one that was sent to me on Facebook Messenger uh, that is a European iTunes review. So i got some shit to read. Uh, this first one is from Anthony Rausch. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah, you are. He says... Close to a friend of mine. Oh, okay. Well... Yeah, I can tell because he got this shit right. He says, and I quote, have been following Ralph and Ian for quite a while. These guys are true music fans. This is no bullshit when it comes to Ralph and Ian. This podcast has helped me more than words can say. My father passed away. Ralph and his YouTube channel helped me keep my spirits positive and laughter in my heart during that time. Thank you. Just got into... Just got into Rock and Metal Combat podcast in the last year or so. My first episode was a tribute to Neil Peart. Have been a constant listener since. Thank you, Ian and Ralph. Well, he fucked up there at the end. <laughs> uh, but he's forgiven. You know, I got to say, man, that's that's awesome. You know, we've gotten these before. These inspirational. Like, oh, yeah. That are going through hard times. And, and, def- and I was joking. He's not a personal close friend of mine, but still. My deepest condolences to his father passing away. You know, I I fear that every day, and uh, and I'm glad. I'm very glad that um that Ian and I see see what I did there, Ian. Oh. Yeah, I'm on heavy drugs. Yeah, okay. that uh, that did that for you, for you, and uh, it is very inspirational. And uh, you know, I like that other podcast. <laughs> That audiovisual one that doesn't inspire anybody. Uh, the only thing that Terrence inspires is to turn off the off button. To shut it <laughs> yeah, I love, I love how it's like mixed, produced, mastered, uh, you know, all this by yours truly. And the fuck like, editing, you know, you know, you hear that the, the show, it's like, you know, Terrence Reardon podcast. And then when he comes on the air, it's like, hi, it's Terrence Reardon. It's like the, the, the level of 
of fucking uh, on his show is like unbelievably. Well, I mean, what do you expect? Yeah, yeah. What do you expect? It's financed by the government. Yeah, exactly. Us. <laughs> All right. Well, we also have one from UT Engineer 04. Uh, this was left for our Bathory episode, which, God, I'm glad anybody listened to that, because uh, I was a big fan of that episode, uh, but not a lot of people, you know, uh, there, there's no uh, no Kiss guys in Bathory, but this guy loved it. He said, awesome episode. I love you guys. Thank right. you very much. Oh, yeah. We got one from, oh, my God, from a woman. Uh-oh. Uh, Bella thirteen thirteen, Lastus. This uh, involved child support on my end. No, no, th- it simply is two horns up. Yeah, and, and I will take that because this isn't somebody that I recognize from the Facebook page or anything. Uh, this might be just a typo negative fan who found our show, but they love the ep- she loved the episode. So hey, there you go. Can I can I recite one of the lyrics to Thrush or Die dedicated to her? Go ahead. It's a song called Fifth Fucking Metal. <laughs> and now I can't remember. I know there's there, uh, I know the a line in the song where she says, you know, horns up. There's a line in the song with with my fingers deep in you, I make the metal horns. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Uh-huh. You know. I uh, love to shove punching in your crotch. I don't know what time it is. I cannot see my watch. <laughs> that is some poetry. Bond would be proud of me, man. Dude, that is some good shit there. Yeah, thank you. You got patches on your patches, brother. Yeah, my old blue jeans. Well, they used, they used to be new when they used to be blue. I want to bang that girl I left that comment. See, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not as good as Bond. I couldn't make that rhyme. You're, you're halfway there. You're halfway there. A fifth fucker, though. Make the metal horns. <laughs> uh, this is from somebody that I know. Uh, Holly Milton <laughs> says, Love this podcast. And Wadzilla is hot. That voice. Hashtag meow. That's from that's from my wife. Yeah. <laughs> I, I figured. <laughs> if, if it ain't me writing that, it's her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> meow. <laughs> All right, here's one from Stellar Feller 71. Stellar Feller? Yeah, Stellar Feller says, and I quote, Love your podcast, but you've got to do something about the sound. It's nearly unbearable to listen to with the drastic contrast in volume between hosts. Well, in you order to. You need to do something about that stupid ass name, Stellar Feller. <laughs> Give me a fucking break. Figured somebody called Stellar Fella would be an anal guy about our audio. But keep going. In order to hear one guy, you have to crank it. But then the loud guy kills your hearing. Fix it. And my VE to the next level. Keep up with others doing podcasts because what you have to say is actually entertaining and interesting. Thanks for listening. So he he had some comments, you know, but he, he, you know, he he said he did enjoy the show and, uh, hey, sorry, it's, it's not to your, your liking. There are, there are some episodes that sound better than others. A lot of times that's a problem on my end because of my Bobo ass internet. 
but I, I think Ralph does an amazing job uh, fixing this shit, you know. Unfortunately, he might have heard some of the lesser episodes, but uh, a lot of people have been saying we've been sounding uh, a lot better lately, so. Yeah, those were some episodes, and I had to sit through each time Ian spoke and I spoke to Lauren. I, I mean, it was, I mean, those episodes would take like, like Ian will tell you, like a month for me to finish, because I would just do a little at a time, because it was very, but he must have listened to that, you know, one of the very few episodes like that. Right. This way, uh, I appreciate it there. Stellar fellow. <laughs> yeah, but I, I like, you know, he he had a little bit of gripes, but he did say he believed in what we were saying. So that's, you know. You know, there a, you know what's a better name than Stellar Feller, Ian? What's that? Fart Smeller? <laughs> that was the real one, man. <laughs> man, that smells bad. <laughs> when you cut a fart, it's like, that ain't that bad. No, this one was bad. Woo! <laughs> All right, we got one from uh, Bojack Sabbath, which I can tell by the picture is Jack Roberts. And uh, he is referring to our Turbo Negro episode, where I believe I made fun once again about you buying the Gene Vault. And he said the Gene Vault is now going for five hundred. Uh, so what? I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I met, I met Gene and Ace. I have no regrets. And I and you know me, man. If I was one of these people that would be ashamed, I'd actually be admitting that I wouldn't be admitting how shitty those CDs are. Yeah, it's a fucking ripoff. But hey, man, I had the money. I hung out with Ace and Gene all day. I have no regrets of what I did. But is it worth it without meeting Gene and Ace? Fuck no. All right. Well, here's our next one. This is from Ronald. And he's referring to our Rockin' Pod 4 recap part two. And he just shared, Rick Fox has great stories. And I agree with that. Rick Fox has great stories and he will tell them all. Yeah. <laughs> that man. Yeah, he had a great novel to tell us. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I tell you what, though, he, he was a good guy. He yeah. was a good guy, and I would gladly talk to Rick again. He, he was a very cool guy. Well, at least you will. <laughs> All right, this one, uh, God, you got to work on this name. This is PBGFEE88FFQ5. I think that I think that means stellar fella. Yeah. Uh, this is referring to our Bluster Cult Agents of Fortune episode. With, uh, yeah, how do you say that name? The Yo Almo, Yo Almo, yeah. yeah, I love that guy. He we said, need I, We need him back badly. Yes. And he said, Simply love this show. Uh, the album I like as well. So good, 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 good. All right. Ed Hopper. Uh, this is, uh, in reference to our Motley, uh, Top 25 Motley Crew Part One. He says, Got my food, got my beverage, was sitting down for some relaxing anti-Semitic rantings from Nazi Buddha, and all I got was a return of the fucking kings of podcasting. <laughs> yeah. He called you a Nazi. <laughs> I think he thought Terrence was going to be on the episode. Yeah, I, I, I think that, you know, notice he said I grabbed my beverage. Doesn't Terrence say that? Like, yeah. Grab your beverages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and your knickknacks. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, grab some beverages and food. 
I am a big and listen to me read off Wikipedia. Yeah, I am a big fan of government cheese myself. <laughs> hey, you know what? Government cheese is really actually good. <laughs> well, he said he said the Trump cheese was good. The Biden cheese, not so much. Uh, all right, here's one from Lars Bennett. Uh, this is referring to Van Halen Top 25. Hell yeah, almost four hours about Van Halen. RMCP podcast certainly isn't dead. Can't wait for part two. And then... Uh, After four hours, he's still got more to say? Yeah. And, oh, and then he left another one. Oh, oh, this is for Sammy Hagar is full of stuff. He says, I don't like Van Hagar, so I love this episode. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, I, my, oh my God, here's one from a man... I have reached out to, and if he hears this, fucking call me. I'm, I'm very upset this person has not returned any of my texts and calls. But Bob Reed. Oh, my left, God. Really? Left, left this. Well, I'm looking oh, at it now. Cool. This cool. is tw 20 months ago. Yeah. Uh, and this is when we were on our hiatus, and I did a episode with Bill Wang. And uh, and he put great episode, but God damn it, Bob Reed, I don't give a fuck what anybody else says on the internet, and Ralph doesn't give a fuck either. You're our friend. We'd like to see how you're doing. No bullshit. No judgment. You know what? And I said it before. I'll say it again. The amount of dickhead pickle whistlers online. What Bob Reed did is nothing. To me, it's nothing. It's like whatever. So what? It's you know and. I don't know people. People that, that that attack Bob Reed, bitch. Come on, you're not perfect. I'm not perfect. I really am not, Ian. Oh, oh, oh. Just to show you how I'm not perfect, you'll never believe what I'll be doing next week. Oh my God, Ian. Get ready for a shocker. Yeah, I, you're going. To, you're going to see somebody shitty. No. Well. Well. No. I'm. <laughs> no, because I can't look at myself. Next week, next Saturday, I am performing with a yacht rock band. Oh, that's awesome. I want to kiss you all over. I'm doing and that one. over again. I'm also doing Hot Child in the City. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Uh, uh, fuck. I can't remember the other one. They gave me a list of songs. I'm going to be performing, and the name of the band is... The Yacht Rock Club. <laughs> nice. Hell yeah. You see, I'm not perfect. Oh, here's one from West Nations. Remember I love West? that dude. That dude I do know. This this guy, and, and you can tell this was 25 months ago. He put so long Ralph and Ian. Well, you, your prayers were answered. We came back. So I I hope I hope he's still listening and he's happy. I thank Terrence for that. Uh-oh, here's somebody you pissed off, Ralph. Uh-oh. Uh, his, his, this is simply named Peter. <laughs> Peter says, Ralph, you are complete bellend. Uh-oh. You, you call me a retard. You don't even know what socialism is. So fuck you and your podcast, Che, che Guevara, Number one, you cunt. Holy shit. Dude, that's a positive ass fucking. That was, that's the greatest compliment you can give me. You love <laughs> Che and you hate me. 
thank you. Thank you. Fucking, that was awesome. That's the biggest <laughs> comment anybody has ever given me in the history of the interwebs. <laughs> Here's a funny one. This is from Rob One. He says, and I quote, Get that fucking idiot Lee off the show. He adds nothing and holds up the show. Thanks, just my opinion. <laughs> Your opinion's wrong, buddy. Lee, Lee rules. <laughs> Here's but another hey, one. But hey, as, lo as long as you hate Shay, you're cool with me. Here's another one from Bojack Sabbath. Says, this is uh, our violence, eternal uh, nightmare episode. Best part of the review was a few seconds when there was no violence. So-called music playing in the background. It was like getting a breath of fresh air when almost suffocated. Oh. Yeah, that guy likes darkness, so shut the fuck up. Fuck you with your musical shitty taste. <laughs> you went, uh, by the way. I had to throw you in there because you don't like violence either. <laughs> All right, Ryan O'Reilly, uh, in reference to our Judas P Priest discography, part one says, e. uh, says, amazing show, can't wait for part two. Judas P. <laughs> yes. Ed Hopper, uh, talking about our Cry of Love uh, brother episode, says, awesome episode. Let's have another Friday night recording. Ain't heard Ralph, Ralph in too long. Right on. Well, I do have a YouTube page where I have something up every day. And another one from West Nations regarding the same episode said, love it, guys. Thank you for your review. And let's see. And our last one that I'm going to read today is from Dante Review. I, I probably mispronounced that. And this was our Rock and Pod recap part one episode. Simply says, wish I was there. Aw, I wish he was there, too. Oh. So okay. we can make part of the darkness together. I can think of the thing called love. <laughs> and, and I do have some more uh, Podbean comments to read, but we'll, we'll save that for another episode. But I'm glad I figured out how to read those. And I, I'm glad you figured out how to read, period. Yeah, me I'm too. Not seeing... Me too. You Let are me now see. officially better than me. Uh, your words, not mine. Yeah. Let's see here. Uh, now, this is one. Okay, this is from Michael Fallon. I, I think is how you pronounce this. This talk show sucks. I hate it. <laughs> he says, Ian, Ralph, guys, I love the way you do the news, but I have missed something. You haven't mentioned White Snake's new bassist, this fine piece of tail, and she's Irish. Which makes me think, is it, alas, White, is Alyssa White Cluz the hottest chick in rock? I don't know if that's her name. Well, the thing is, Ian, I have not seen her, but if I, oh my God. If I do see her, I'm sure my, not my White Snake, my brown snake will stand to attention. Yeah. Is it Chick who's in the in the band with the helicopters dude or Nina Strauss? Or who is the hottest chicks in the rock and metal world? A young Doro? Uh, Wendy O was sexy. 
Perhaps that's a topic you guys could cover. I was honored you responded to me on on a pod, but can I can I still ask? Yeah, you think I learned how to read? What did you and Ralph originally argue about? What was the, Yeah, what was the source of the year year long fallout? Am I being too nosy asking about that's Am I being too nosy? Irish way of saying nosy means curious. Uh, keep up the incredible job, Mick Phelan. From okay. Dublin. I'll say it one more time. The reason me and Ian had that fallout because I got sick of Ian saying, I got a headache tonight, honey. Yes. All right, so stop asking. <laughs> he also wrote me back. I, I wrote him and I, I, I thanked him for sending me the comment. And he said, and he wrote back, by the way, Ralph, I mentioned Ian first in my first email as he does the news segments. It's his, baby. You are both equally awesome. <laughs> All right, ban him from the YouTube page. <laughs> All right, well, thank you. And thank you, everybody, who's taken time uh, to leave comments wherever you leave them on iTunes. I, or... I thank them. <laughs> the best one out of all. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that, that's pretty awesome. I, I love reading the stuff that, you know, you guys take the time to read it, I, you know, to write it. I love reading it, and thank you very much. Hey, well, Ian, I got an impression. Okay. Here's an impression of Chad right before they killed him. Don't kill me. I'm more valuable alive. What a pussy-ass bitch. All right, continue. That was a great impression, by the way. Spot on. Yeah, but but he he's he, he has more of a Spanish accent, I believe. No, no, he spoke just like that. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't change my voice at all. He spoke just like me. That's why I really hate him. He sounds too much like me. Right? Fucking cop. That coward bitch. Copycat. He's like Terrence, but without a computer. <laughs> well, since we recorded our last episode, uh, we both got to see a couple shows. So, uh, you went and saw Steel Panther last night. Yeah, yeah. A lot of How, fun. What? Yeah? Where Where did you see him at? Uh, Culture and where I always see him at. See, I, I've said this before. You've got to see Steel Panther in a club. Because when I saw them open for Priest, number one, a lot of Priest fans weren't going for that shit. You know, a lot of Priest fans, they have a hair up their ass. They don't like comedy. And all the little jokes that they say in between songs, it didn't translate well. Now, if you go see them headline a club, then it's... Uh, but I will say, I mean, I, I don't think I've ever mentioned this before, but it was so obvious last night again. The weirdest thing about Steel Panther shows is the dudes that show up in spandex and wigs. They're, they're just too goofy, man. What the... <laughs> it's like, it, it, you can tell they're hipsters, you know, that they want to show... I mean, this one guy yesterday, I, I, I'm not shitting you, wore like hot pants and like a g-string over it and he had this big fake ass wig with a bandana holding it it was just strange but um it was great i love that new bass player dude his name is ricky thrash and uh he's this really tall muscular dude but you know he's still you know he's dopey like lexi right uh but it was funny dude they came out you know every time i see still panther every single time they always open with Eyes of a Panther. Never fails. So yesterday when they did it, midway through, they stopped the song because his bass wasn't working. 
Now, I don't know. I got to go on YouTube and see if that was part of the skit stick. Because they were really cussing them out and shit. So they left the stage. And then they came back and, you know, his bass was working. But the guy was hysterical. I mean, he's dopey and everything. And uh, they were making fun of him and shit. And I love, they did Weenie Ride, which is the first time I ever seen him do Weenie Ride. And, <laughs> and he's up there without his bass, you know, and because there is no bass in that song. And Sticks is playing the piano pretty good. And Michael's singing it. Then when it's time to do the chorus, you know, uh, Ricky Thrash and Satchel go up to the microphone. And right before they sing it, Satchel grabs the microphone and puts it toward him to sing it alone. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was hysterical. And then uh, Satchel, of course, you know, he's like a guitar god. And, mm -hmm. you know, he did his solo. And, you know, then he goes behind the drums and he plays the bass drum with his foot while he plays Rocky Like a Hurricane, uh, Seek and Destroy, Master of Puppets, Crazy Train. And then at the end of it, he ends with a really, really fast version of Eruption. I mean, like, really fast. And then when he was done, Michael Starr gets the mic and goes, Dude, you play Eruption even faster than Eddie! And Mike and Satchel goes, Well, I do now. Oh! <laughs> and that's then Michael goes, Yeah, that's the only way you can beat him is if he dies. <laughs> that was brutal, dude. Uh, yeah, but, you know, people like you and me respect that. Yeah, no, it's great. It was awesome. But, yeah, awesome. It's awesome. but I will say the negative. Uh -oh. Dude, I honestly believe Michael Starr is using tapes. Really? Yes, because all his screens were too spot on, too perfect. It just seemed like, no, man. And there's a lot of screaming steel bankers. And right. maybe he's done it all along, but last night it was very obvious. It's like it just sounded too good. I was like, dude, that has even my friends because I went with some friends. Thank God because of gas prices, I got a ride to it and a free ticket from the great Charlie Hill. And uh, even my friend, I mean, I thought it, and then he goes, dude, it sucks how Michael Starr uses tapes. I was like, you notice that too, huh? I mean, it's too spot on, man. So yeah, that, that's the one thing that uh, I, I find. Yeah, dude, that that definitely dictates. And he's a great singer, or at least he was, you know. No, he's awesome, man. I'm sure he sang the songs, but not just the screams. And I know he could do those screams, but that consecutive throughout a show and it's sounding that spot on every fucking time. Really, I don't know, dude. It sounded mm. it sounded too perfect to me. So I think it was Tate's. I could be wrong. I mean, maybe he's a freak of nature. But it sounded like taste to me. Interesting. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Glad it was a good show. And the, yeah, they're and the always fun. I mean, Steel Panther is always fun. There was some guy, I, I wrote that I went to Steel Panther yesterday, and this guy wrote in the comments, goes, they rhyme with hay. And I wrote, but awesome doesn't rhyme with hay. Ha, <laughs> I got him. <laughs> You know, what's funny, though, is they are very hated. And, like, one of the the funniest people we know, the incredible Bill Wang, oh, yeah. he, hate, he hates comedy metal. He hates Steel Panther, hates Tenacious D. He, he, does, he does not like humor mixed in with his rock and roll. Which makes it very weird, because he's funny. I know, I know. But, uh, yeah, not, not a fan, not a fan. No, what's even weirder, not only is he funny, he likes kisses his favorite band. And that's a, <laughs> that's a fucking comedy band. Come on. Yeah. 
Not not his 15th favorite. <laughs> yeah, no, now 16. Yeah. overtook that. Yeah, shit, I, I think you said somewhere, too, that somebody else took him, so now they were 17. They just keep <laughs> dropping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, whatever. I mean, Steel Panther's awesome. And, I mean, those songs, they may be comedy shit, but they're good and catchy, man. I mean, Asian Hooker is a great song fucking if it has funny lyrics or not it's just enough and i think the comedy enhances it you know i'm in tokyo looking for some blow i love that shit dude <laughs> it'd be funny but it wouldn't be no different than me in tokyo <laughs> well man i'm glad you had a good time i had an amazing time friday night i went and saw king buffalo and uncle acid and the deadbeats and uh their first appearance here in new orleans and I was so happy that I kept getting, um, like, these text alerts that, like, you know, tickets are running low. So I was glad to see a show, you know, like, getting close to being sold out, you know, for a band I really believe in. I'd say the only thing that sucks is I was just, had, like, a hellacious week at work. And at one point, I was up for, like, 30-something hours. Worked a lot of overtime, which was straight time because I was off on Monday. <laughs> and I was like, shit, it was just a horrible week. And I wanted to get like my drink on big time before we went. So I didn't get to see all of King Buffalo. But what I saw, like, holy shit, and I already like this band. But it just reinforces, like, sometimes don't sleep on opening bands. You know, because I've found some amazing bands through the years checking out, you know, the openers. And they were really good. I'm glad I got to see, like, the last three or four songs of their set. Uh, really cool. The wife loved them. She got herself a King Buffalo t-shirt. And, uh, man, then, then Uncle Acid came on, and it was just an incredible fucking show. They sounded so good. And it was almost three years to the day that uh, I flew to Dallas to go see him with Donnie Allen. And and what a night that was. Uh, but it was so cool. There's so many people I've turned on to this band, and I'm so glad. And, you know, I wish they were putting out a new album. I don't know what's going on there. But so King Acid came out. It was just an amazing show. They're doing King a tour. Acid. Just... King Acid? Yeah, King Acid. Uncle Acid. <laughs> I'm having a few frosty barley pops right now, uh, but Uncle Acid was amazing. Uh, played, you know, a great set list, a great mix from all their albums. Uh, man, just couldn't ask for a, for a better night. And this being my first like you know metal show since the pandemic. You know, I've seen Funkadelic and Psychedelic Furs, but man, I haven't seen the metal. But I had this one, and then coming up in a couple weeks, I got Death Angel, uh, Exodus and Testament, uh, Ministry coming up, Primus, I'm excited. Uh, just, you know, good fucking crowd. Just a great fucking time, man. Good to get back to shows, man. Hell yeah. Really, oh, really fucking nice. Yeah. Awesome, all right. Wait, wait, wait. I got to tell you a really incredible story. My friend Milo, who I've known since 1983, the guy that turned me on to Merciful Fate before Melissa came out, he's just a great, great, great friend of mine, an amazing bass player, 
can build a motorcycle from scratch, is a chef, a professional pilot, everything. This guy's a jack of all trades. Anyway, he uh, has a beautiful, gorgeous girlfriend. And he put up a video that he got on his knees to propose to her. Listen, this is an amazing story, dude. He gets on his knees, ask her, would you be my wife? And she said, yes. And then he goes, oh shit, I ain't got a ring. And who walks in with the ring? Joe Perry of Aerosmith. Wow. Ain't that amazing? Holy shit. <laughs> wow, what a mile. I was like, whoa. Joe Perry of Aerosmith had the engagement ring. What a great story, huh? Greatest proposal thing I've ever seen in my life. Man, and, and then when she leaves him, it'll be a ballad on the next Aerosmith album. Oh, oh God. Oh, no. There ain't going to be no more Aerosmith <laughs> albums. Thank God. That shit's <laughs> Oh, thank God. But they, well, no, c congratulations to the guy. That's amazing, man. That's an amazing story, isn't it, man? Wow. I was, like, floored when I saw that. <laughs> Holy shit. Ain't that crazy? Well, now it's time to get into the news. And uh, <laughs> this is funny. Somebody we've met, uh, Dave Ellison's former business partner, uh, Tom Hazelnut, explains that uh, he had an all-original album with uh, with Ellison that'll probably never see the light of day. Oh, that's great news. Yeah, yeah, because if you heard that Ellison album that he sang on, yeah, you know it's great news. But then he goes on to slam him and say, uh, you know, it was too heavy for Dave anyway. He says, Dave likes Journey and Toto. He doesn't like modern metal. And I, I don't know. I, I don't know if he's just saying that to slam him or what. You know, Dave's done some you know some weird side projects and not all of them the heaviest but um you know I, I think there's a lot of metal musicians that probably don't listen to a lot of metal wouldn't you agree well i i love abba and ario speedwagon i'm in a thrash band right but you, you know uh you know there's probably you know you, you telling me ozzy listens to you know even though he was on a, a cold chamber out yeah, but how many think he listens to Cold Chamber? In the end of the yeah. day, dude. In the end of the day, the guy played on Killing Is My Business and Peace Cells. Yeah. So, 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 I would say lick my ass, but I wouldn't want that fucking weird dude near me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I agree. And again, it sucks that Dave's out of fucking Megadeth. But uh, I'm. I am glad he's away from Tom Hazelnut, because that dude, that you could just tell that was a fucking leech. He annoyed the fuck out of me, man, when we interviewed Dave Ellison. Oh, yeah. And I was kind of pissed at Dave, too. Like, man, why is this guy dominating this interview? Who the fuck is this idiot? Yeah, not a good situation. But, you know, you know the difference between, like, you know, Junior jerking off to a teenage girl on the internet, and this guy jerking off. It makes news when when Junior does it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, with him, it's all nope. same old. Yeah, and <laughs> nobody cares. Even though he does jerk off the farm animals, it's still not newsworthy. Exactly. All right, let's see what's going. On. Oh God, this, this is interesting. Daryl Hall confirms he was asked to join Van Halen as a replacement for David Lee Roth. Well, he confirmed it, but it's been it's been known all this time. 
Have, have, you had heard this before? Oh, yeah. Daryl Hall, Patty Smythe. Um, oh, who was the other one? There was another one, too. A famous artist. And then there was a time they were contemplating on 5150 being a different singer for each song. And I know one of those yeah. songs is going to be Phil Collins of Genesis. Yeah, I, I did hear the, the different singer thing. And, of course, I knew about Patti Smythe. Uh, maybe I... I don't know. Maybe I did, and I was just drunk and didn't remember Daryl Hall. But I yeah. don't know. I I, I think I, I would have even taken Van Hollen over Van Hagar. <laughs> I would take Terrence over Sammy Hagar. Anybody over fucking Sammy Hagar. The boss is back. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, that would have been interesting. But man, that just kind of shows you. Um, you know, with those, you know, different options, how light Eddie was thinking of going, you know? Oh, yeah, no, every option would have been shit. Yeah, yeah, but... but shitty as Sammy, though. Yeah, but, I mean, where do you go after the day? There's, really, there's nowhere. There's yeah, nowhere. Nowhere, and, and what do you do? Scrape the bottom of the barrel, Sammy. Yeah, uh, just horrible, but I, I would have loved to heard what the fuck they would have came up with. It just sounds so... I, I could imagine Blue-Eyed Soul Van Halen, but who it, knows? It would have sucked. Yeah. But uh, you, got, you wouldn't have gotten a, a lyrics like, Summer nights and my radio and the gang's all here. See, he, he, you never hear Hall & Oates songs with stupid-ass lyrics like that. What no. is it? What is it? Uh, uh, go up her stockings to her lunch pail. <laughs> yeah, Daryl Hall ain't gonna go for that. No, no, can, no can do. No can. <laughs> oh God, Motley Crue's set list for the stadium tour will include hits, deep tracks, and some cool surprises. Yeah, first man on the moon. <laughs> oh my god I, I, I cannot wait to see what, what the deep cuts are I bet you anything it's a song they've played live before a real deep cut to me is a song that's never been performed live right fuck this guy I mean, somebody put up a quote and I put it up on my page where Nikki Six is like saying uh, bands that do farewell tours is a slap in the face of fans when they come back a few years later fuck yeah <laughs> oh god yeah who gives a shit I don't I'm telling you Ian just like the kiss thing I get I get a free ticket to the stadium tour I will not go just like kiss kisses alright here's some kiss news kiss is, uh, has postponed uh, West Palm Beach twice and the right. first time I was offered a free ticket and I said no I'm not going what happened was these people went to the show and the painter came out and did his gig. And then they waited, waited, and then finally Kiss came out all in full makeup and stuff saying, look, and it, uh, look, I can, I'm can, i not gonna blame Kiss for this, but they came out and canceled the show because there was lightning and it was dangerous. So they canceled and they postponed it for a future date and that was canceled too. And now they're rescheduling it. So that's finally be rescheduled West Palm Beach. Though I would have been pissed if I would see. I I want to thank you, Ian, because because <laughs> of you, I had to stay true to myself and not prove you right. Because I you said it. 
you're going to be offered a free ticket and go. Well, you were half right. I was offered <laughs> a free ticket, but I didn't go. And if I would have went, I would have went. West Palm Beach is not close to me. It's almost right. too dry. To go over there and, and, and just to be sent home with that fucked up traffic to get out of that place, which you know that place is that. Yeah. I mean, it's hellacious getting in and out of that place. And throw in thunder and lightning? Thank you, Ian. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you know, if you've got thunder, you could lose power. And then how in the fuck are you going to play the tape recorder? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know. All right. Bruce Dickinson praises Bill Ward and takes swipe at Sharon Osbourne during San Francisco's spoken word show. Um, I thought it was great that he went on to, to talk about, uh, you know, what an incredible drummer Bill Ward is and brought up what, you know, what we've talked about a million times, you know, what a jazzy, you know, loose drummer he is and what he brings. I, I think that's what he brings to Sabbath is he's not a metal drummer, but in a, in a, the metal band. And I just love, you know, hearing other people stick up for Bill Ward and, you know, talk about his drumming because I, I, you know, not enough people. He he should be just as revered as John Bonham. I say it all the time. Well, but he's, then, he's actually better than John Bonham. Yeah, and he's alive. And he's the greatest drummer ever. I, I agree. He's my favorite drummer of all time. Some idiot was arguing with me because I, I think he's the greatest drummer ever. Saying, come on, dude. You're going to tell me there's no way. Bill Ward can do like Cozy Powell stuff. Now, I know you don't like Cozy Powell as much as I do. I love Cozy Powell, but I was like, bro, I would love to see Cozy Powell do what Bill Ward does during the solo of Sweetly. Yeah, exactly. And, and uh, you know, I was looking at, okay, well, what's the diggy takes at Sharon? And basically he just said, you know, that Sabbath is no more thanks to Sharon, which I, I agree with that. Well, you know, look, the bottom line, Sharon was wrong for throwing eggs at every member of Iron Maiden. It should have just been Bruce Dickinson. I know you <laughs> making twats are not going to like this, but Bruce was up there slamming Ozzy every fucking night. So she should have just egged him. Egging the rest of the band was wrong, was 100% wrong. But here's a guy making so much fucking money off Ozfest, slamming Ozzy. It's like, and plus, dude, you don't slam Ozzy. I'm sorry. Ozzy is the original headbanger, the singer of the original. I mean, look, bottom line, yes, you can slam Ozzy all you want, but it just shows that you have no respect for heavy metal because Ozzy is a god. And no matter what the fucker does, and by the way, Ozzy, I don't know if you saw this. I mean, it's a new low for Ozzy. Uh, he's in a video of a band called Youngblood. I don't know if you saw this shit. I saw it, but I know not. Are they rappers? Are they? No, what no, are they? They're just shitty rock, like that kitty rock, you know, for kids. Mm, yeah. And, uh, you know, even with that, dude, it's like, bro, Dire of Madness, Volume Four. I have eternal respect for Ozzy Osbourne. I will always love Ozzy, no matter with Post Malone and all this crap that he does. I don't give a fuck. The legacy always stands true with me uh, and you know and I, i'm also a firm believer is you can never ruin a band's legacy unless your name is kevin debro you know other than that i mean there's an exception to everything but come on do you honestly put on toys in the attic and think wow this sucks 
because of just push play. Come on. Right. It, it, the legacy's intact. If you did something great and timeless and as awesome as Toys in the Attic in Volume 4, you're always going to have that legacy. Paranoid, that album. Come on, man. That shit's fucking groundbreaking. And Ozzy will always... But, you know, people out there slam Ozzy all the time. And rightfully so, if they want to. That's their business. But honestly, I have way too much respect for heavy metal to ever back yeah. Hey, you know, I feel there's no worse sellouts in the history of fucking metal than Metallica. And, you know, they, you know, they're still Metallica. So, you yep. know, fuck it. Yeah, that, no. And, and the number one band that, that was, that's accused of ruining the legacy is Metallica. You know, that band that sells out stadiums still. Yeah. 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 Wow. What a fucked up legacy. They, they did. Oh, they really fucked it all up. And what do they do? They take out shitty fucking bands, like Avenged Sevenfold and shit like that. And yet they still sell out stadiums. Yeah. Oh, wow. Their legacy's really ruined. You know, there's too many idiots, uh, rock fans out there. Well, next story. Henry Rollins says he never regretted his decision to stop making music. And uh, I can agree. I'm a big Henry Rollins fan. Love love his work with Black Flag, love Rollins' band. Uh, but he said he just got to a point where he wasn't feeling it anymore and wasn't feeling sincere and, uh, you know, didn't feel right at his age. And I totally respect that. And I, I, I think there's some other musicians who should step away. But uh, I, I think it's cool, you know, that he's comfortable with his choice and, and stuck to his guns. I'd much rather see somebody step away than go out there just going through the motions. Yeah, like or, the darkness. Yeah, and and putting out horrible music like Kiss. The darkness. <laughs> but uh, no, got respect. For, are you a, are you a fan of Rollins at all? I, well, I love Black Flag, but you know, I, I'm more of a fan of the first album. Uh. No, I can't say I like Henry Rollins' music. I saw him open for Ozzy. Didn't really do much for me. And some of the things he says is really pompous and out there. But then some of the things he says are great. Like, he said one time, and, I, and, and it's something that you and I don't even, would never even admit. And I still wouldn't admit it, but I, I give him a thumbs up for praising Poison. You know, he didn't like Poison, but he said, hey, man, these guys are out there to bang chicks. Good for them. And I thought that was cool for somebody of his stature to say yeah. something like that. And plus, the way he praises David Lee Roth and how Black Sabbath is the greatest rhythm section. I love a lot of the things he says, but then, oh, and how he bashes you too. It's glorious. <laughs> but then there's some things he says he comes off as, uh, I don't know, like holier than thou shit. You know? But, I mean, I have a mixed bag with Henry Rollins, but I would say I respect him more than not respect him. Right on. Oh, former Wasp guitarist Chris Holmes uh, has begun his chemo and radiation treatment for his throat and neck cancer. Oh. And, man. You know, man. all I can say is that, you know, in the initial reports, they caught it in time. So he's supposed to, you know, be fine. Same thing with Dave Manichetti of YNT, who, who got cancer too. But they caught it in time, and they should have a speedy recovery. So... 
you know, I'm just keeping my hopes up for Chris, man, because I love that guy, man. I yeah. love him. His fucking solo material is godly. You know, I mean, <laughs> not, not in a good way, but still, dude. Those videos he's done where he's singing, it's just fucking gold. Well, what you got to love about it is just the pure passion. Yeah. You know, you know, he, he doesn't have a good voice. It's not the best shit, but you know he believes it 100%. And and he's he's just he's giving it his all. That's what he's got. I love his guitar playing, and there's nothing fake about Chris Holmes. <laughs> and, and he moved to Europe because of rap and all this music here. Yeah, that's metal <laughs> as fuck, man. <laughs> he just said fuck it. You love, gotta love that. I love Wait, Chris Holmes. I, I wish him nothing but the best and a speedy recovery. Here's here's a little trivia for you. Uh, Women and Children First, the album cover, Eddie with that guitar. That, yeah. That's Chris Holmes' guitar. Yep. True story. Yep. Yep. That's awesome. All right. Let's see what else we got. Uh, Paul Stanley calls out Kim Kardashian for insulting business advice to women. Uh, God, Paul, Paul just hates everybody. I love it. <laughs> I, I think he's absolutely right calling out Kim Kardashian because basically she's saying, you know, women get out, get off your ass and go do something when this bitch has had everything handed to her because she sucked Ray J's dick on a, on a home video. But, uh, goddamn, Paul is just one angry fucking queen. Yeah, he, he a lot of these rock stars now are just getting so stupid at, at an old age. I don't know if Sebastian Bach, he ain't that old. But uh, but all the rest of them, they're just, I don't know, they're so bitter and pissed, you know, it's, it's ridiculous. Yep. Uh, Kim Thayle says it's very likely he will play Soundgarden songs again with Ben Shepard and Matt Cameron. And uh, I would like to see that. I am a Soundgarden fan. Uh, but boy, does that put you in a predicament, because who in the fuck do you get to sing them? Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sure. I mean, how I, else is this guy gonna make money? Seriously, I, I'd buy. Well, I mean, I mean, here's here's the thing. You know, those other guys created that music just as much. I mean, I know a lot of it was written by by Chris Cornell, and uh, you know, it, it's not like they kicked them out of the band and they're trying to get Sammy Hagar. I mean, what what do they do? You know, and people still want to hear those songs. Uh, but man, who, who do you get to do those songs justice? I have three words for you. Mark Alvin Taylor. I would pay to see that. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I, I would want pay to see, see that snort whiskey between songs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I want to hear Mark Alvin Taylor sing the day I tried to sing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, man, Mark Alvin Taylor goes up there and snorts whiskey in between songs. Everybody will be leaving the place going... Chris, who? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, let's see. Oh, here's something. All, all you fucking kiss twats. Not kiss tarts, kiss twats. Kiss twats got to be all excited about. Original kiss members Ace Fraley and Peter Chris will perform together at this year's Creature Fest, taking place in Nashville. Oh, so, you, you know, Sinzak and Camaro will be there. No, no. Uh, Camara will says Nack Wall. What? Yep. I mean, that's what he told me when they were here. 
Aaron was going, but Chris is like, I'm not going. And I, and actually, speaking of which, I was kind of, I mean, no, I can't say I was offered a free trip over there and a free ticket to see it, but because I did, I, I I said I wasn't going, but it was a possibility I would have had a free trip and shit. And it was funny because when I went to Steel Panther with these people last night, the guy, one of the guys, was like, "Hey, are you going to Creature Fair?" I go, "You know, I kind of was offered, but not really, but." Even if I was offered, I wouldn't go because, you know, Vinnie Vincent really hates me. So they wouldn't allow me in, you know? And my friend came over with Gene and goes, dude, you should just go in Vinnie Vincent makeup. And I'd be like, hey, I've done that in Nashville before. <laughs> that shit. Uh, but yeah, yeah. It's, and Bruce Kulik, yeah. Uh, but Quiet Riot's going to be there. Oh, by the way, I'm seeing Quiet Riot soon with uh, Warrant and Skid Row. And I'm really going for for a quiet ride. Nice. Uh, yeah, I would go. I would go see that. Yeah. I'd probably. Uh, I'd probably drink during Skid Row. Yeah, I'll 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 shoot smack during uh, Warrant. Uh, I saw Warrant with that with Robert Mason singing, and I, I thought they were good. Really? But I, I can't stand what that guy. What they yeah. do? Cover songs? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All Janie Lane cover songs. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I thought the guy sounded good doing it. Uh, Robert Mason. I mean, I've enjoyed, uh, you know, what he did with you know, George Lynch and and some other shit that I've heard. But uh, I can't stand that, that dude that's singing for Skid Row now. He's yeah. from Dra- Dragon Force or whatever. Yeah. Uh, fucking horrible. Horrible. Not but, a fan. I'm not a fan. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. There, there's going to be a lot of, lot of fifty-something-year-olds who've never kissed a girl that are going to be losing their fucking minds over Ace Frehley and Peter Chris playing together again. And and also me, a fifty fifty-plus-year-old guy that's never kissed a boy. But I'm waiting. <laughs> yeah, well, go 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 to. Sorry, let me close my window. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, that that was a car. That wasn't me farting. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, go to Creatures Fest, and, and there'll be plenty of opportunity to kiss lonely boys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's anything else I really give a shit about. So we should probably just go into the awesome album we're talking about today. And this one is thanks to Eric Cinnamon. I love this motherfucker. Uh, we're talking about Caius's third studio album, Welcome to Sky Valley. Hmm. And, uh, man, I, I want to thank Eric for picking this. Eric is somebody I know in real life. Uh, we went to school, not, not at the same time, <laughs> but the same high school, and had just, like, the best fucking hang with him when I went back. You know, it, it's so cool. Somebody, I, I you know, I knew his sister. Uh, but didn't know him at the time, and he loves this fucking show. He loves this fucking show. And, uh, man, he picked a good one this week. And uh, I, I know this is one you weren't dreading talking about. So. I love Caius. I own all three. They have three albums, right? I own three of them. Four. Uh, name them all. I, uh, I'll, you, I'll tell you, I have Welcome to Sky Valley. I have, oh, fuck, um... Uh, the one with Green Machine. Uh, whatever that one is. Uh, uh, is that on Wrench? 
Oh, then or, wrench I don't have. That doesn't sound fair. Or, or, or no, there, there's um. Hold on a second. There's uh, wrench blues for the red sun. I have that one. Blues for the red sun. Welcome to Sky Valley, and the circus leaves town. Yeah, those three I have. I don't have wrench. Okay. Well, they they are a pretty pretty amazing band. Uh, I love these guys, and I know you love them. And uh, but you don't like Queens of the Stone Age too much, but you you dig this shit. So yeah, I love this. So uh, tell us your history with Caius. Uh, it was Demon Cleaner off this album. I saw that video and was whoa, this is awesome. And I went and bought the CD, and I ended up loving this CD so much. Uh, every time I saw a Kaya CD, I would buy it. So, you know, Sky Valley, uh, whatever. The Sun, you know, I'm already forgetting the names. But, um, yeah, and this was like the mid-90s. So, back then, I would really, I would smoke a lot of weed and really dig into this, you know, with the headphones. And, you know, back then, when weed was not so damn strong that it would knock me out like it does today, you know, I miss <laughs> shitty weed. You know, today's weed is made for men. You know, where's the weed for us little pussy guys like me? <laughs> us, us little pussy brown people like me, you know? <laughs> I But, yeah, they're just such a stoner band. And, yeah, dude, that Demon Cleaner song is still the shit. You know, spoiler, it's the greatest fucking song they ever did. Um, and it's, but this album's just really good, man. It's, it's just headphone smoke smoke some weed and you know really dig into this shit um and uh yeah that's a, i never seen kaius live though never yeah see him live i don't know if they ever came down here maybe i was too stoned on that pussy weed back then <laughs> that they came but i never got to see him live but i love those three albums especially this one this is my favorite one uh but yeah that pretty much it i discovered them because of uh Latin MTV, not regular MTV. Latin MTV played Demon Cleaner, and I was hooked the second I saw it. And thank God I was stoned that night, too. You know, I was high, and I saw this video. And the video is freaky, man. Like, I watched the video again recently. You know, I did. I took notes. You know, Kais is one of those bands that, you know, I know the songs, but I don't know, I don't know the titles. So I got to make right. sure, you know, all right, this is the song. Uh, Gardini is a song like this, and... And you know, Odyssey's this song and shit like that. And uh but Demon Cleaner is just a shit. I absolutely love it. So that's how I discovered it. MTV. Yeah, it I you know, I got a weird story with Caius. I may or may have not seen them. I am not not for sure. I know they did open for um, Faith No More on the Angel Dust tour. And I remember I saw that at the Aragon Ballroom in Chicago. And I know there was three bands on the bill. And it was a band that may or may not have been Caius, Helmet, and Faith No More. And I remember when we got there, there was a band on stage. And it wasn't Helmet yet. And I don't know if it was Caius. But at that time, I had no idea who the fuck Caius is, nor do I think I probably would have appreciated him at that time. You know, because I was, you're talking 92, I was 18, and I was still kind of, you know, 
if I if you're not on a major label, I don't know you. You're not on uh, MTV. Then I probably didn't give you proper attention. So it, it it sucks looking back now. Like fuck, I had a chance to see fucking Kai. As you know, I'd kill to fucking see that show again. But I I can't I can't find exact dates on if they played that the Chicago show or not. But I got into Caius after I got into Queens of the Stone Age. Uh, I kind of went back because I was so into Queens of the Stone Age. Uh, like anybody that was involved in, in in that band, you know, okay, where'd they come from? What band? You know, and then that's how I discovered Caius. And I was like, holy shit. You know, I've always loved uh stoner rock music since I got into it you know at that point I wasn't really into it that much you know when I possibly could have seen him but ever since then I mean that's just that's my groove is, is anything drug related <laughs> and, uh, and and yeah this is one you definitely got to take notes for because you get the CD and I've heard now that you can get it where it's all split into individual tracks but most people's copies, and I know my copy on CD, and even my digital copy, is split into three songs with a hidden track. And each of those, uh, the first song is three songs, the second song is, is three songs, and the third song is four songs. And I kind of, you know, I get why they did it that way, because they're like, we want you to listen to this, not just skip tracks. Oh, you know. Oh, I like that Demon Cleaner song. So I'm going to go to that over and over. They wanted you to listen to this shit. And I remember Prince did that with his uh, album Love Sexy. But he went even worse. It was just one track. It, it, you know, you had to fast forward or, you know, do whatever. But it was all one track because he wanted it listened to as an entirety. I respect that. But in a way, it still kind of irks me. But I love this fucking album. I love this band. I love all of the side bands and different shit that came out of fucking Caius. I mean, because there's, I mean, there's so many. There's, uh, you know, Queens of the Stone Age, Eagles of Death Metal, uh, Yunda, uh, Brian Borg solo stuff. I mean, there's just fucking tons and tons of shit that is all just like quality fucking stoner rock and what's pretty cool is for like a bunch of stoners they're all incredible musicians i mean musically the shit is always spot on these guys may be high but they know how to play their instruments a lot more than some of these sober motherfuckers um it's just incredible shit and, and going back now it's just like man I, I i wish there was more shit like this and there there is a lot of stoner rock out there but th this is in my opinion you know this is the apex of it shit like caius so uh why don't we go into the first track and uh and do, do you have these split up as songs ralph no i have actually i have a promo copy of the cd uh no they're not split up they're all individual tracks oh oh that's it yeah that's what i'm saying okay so so you you have them as individual tracks right on well why don't you take the opening track gardenia gardenia 
such a dirty, sludgy groove to this track, man. So organic and killer. No fancy stuff here. It's totally raw to the bone, and you know it really sets up the the, the album. You know, it's an awesome opening track, and uh, not really much I can say about it, but I really do dig it. It's awesome. What do you think? Uh, I love this one. This was uh, the second single off the album. It's it's a slamming opener drenched in fucking f- fuzz and bottom end. I mean, and and that's something I love about this man. It's just it, you know you brought up it, this is a headphones record. It's a headphones band, you know. But man, the the, the fuzz and the bottom end on this, the bass and the drumming. Um, this was their first album with Scott Reeder on bass, who played with, uh, oh, who did he play with? Across the River. Uh, he, he left uh, The Obsessed with Wino from uh, St. Vitus to join Caius. Uh, just an amazing job on bass. And, of course, Brant Bjork on drums, who is, I mean, he just, he pounds those fuckers. It kind of reminds me of Bill Ward, not so much in the jazzy style, but just, the pounding uh absolutely love it great way to open up the album and then we go into uh the next one which is hold on i gotta go asteroid yeah asteroid oh man trippy instrumental this is totally the soundtrack for a drug-induced ride through the desert and you know and that's what i think of when, when i hear this man it's just like oh the, just imagine this, you know, you're stoned out of your gourd, you're driving, there's no other cars on the road, you're going through the desert. This is the perfect fucking soundtrack. I absolutely love it. What do you think? Asteroid. It has assonance. <laughs> There's a flashback for you. The epic episode turns got fired in. Uh, no, he, qu- he quit. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, it's a badass instrumental. I think lyrics would ruin this track. I think it's perfect as it is. And I do think this Scott Reader guy really carries this band musically because he has these very inventive bass lines. I love how, you know, it picks up at the end, you know, because it's sludgy, but at the end it becomes like this fucking killer slamming track, man. I love it. Asteroid is keeping the keeping the fucking groove going, man. And the next one's called Super Scoopa and Mighty Scoop. <laughs> uh, again, amazing bass player. Uh, totally dominates the vibe of this track. Nasty, sweaty groove. Cool drumming on it, too. And I love the vocals. The guitar solo is, yeah, it's okay. But the bass is the VIP here, man. The bass is the Scott Stein of this fucking song. It's a great jam section at the, half, uh, at the last half. Killer climax, the way this song ends. Awesome tune. What do you think? Oh, yeah. I love that it's groovy and pummeling at the same time. Uh, to me, it's pure fucking Caius. Uh, I mean, you know, you try to pick a song that sums them up. I think this is it. Uh, but, man, the drumming, I think that's what stuck out to me the most on this album is the drumming and the bass. And this was the first one with Scott Reeder and the last one with Brant Bjork. And, uh, man, big, big fan. Brant Bjork wrote uh, Gardenia and one other song on this. 
and then there's one that was co-written with Scott Reeder, the bass player. The rest is all by Josh Homme, which is is you know funny because he would go like in a much different uh, direction with Queens of the Stone Age, but that was a big thing on on this album. Uh, it was the budding heads of Brant and and Josh Homme who were like two main creative forces in this band. Um, but man, I, you'd never know that there was there was strife when you listen to songs like this. Uh, just an amazing track. And uh, like I said, if, if you're if you're counting, if you got the CD I got, this is the end of track one, even though it's three separate songs. But then we go into the beginning of track two or track four, depending on your copy. A hundred degrees. Oh man, do I love this one! Short to the point rocker. Uh, doesn't sound like Motorhead, but I get that kind of spirit of just like a, just like a balls out fucking rocker that knows when it's done, doesn't overstay its welcome, kicks you in the fucking teeth. And then it's gone. What do you think of 100 Degrees, Ralph? Uh, it's probably my second favorite, man. I love that 70s funky guitar added to this one. Uh, this is one pimp slap of a song, and then one he goes like, 100! That shit is so killer. This is a catchy-ass fucking killer, too, man. It stuck out. Um, I was listening to this today, actually. Uh, I was driving around today, and... I put this on my iPod because I, I listened to it and took notes last week. But I, I listened to it again today and I'm like, man, this fucking song, this 100 song is fucking 100 degrees. It's so fucking killer. I absolutely love it. Um, Space Cadet. Uh, this is a relaxing and earthy song, you know, and uh, I, I wasn't high listening to this, but this song gave me a buzz, like a natural buzz. Now, if I smoked weed and I, and I would have been, it would have been even better, you know. Add that shitty weed buzz I used to get to this to this natural buzz I had today would have been a killer double impact. It's a grooving chill time. It's a chill tune, man. But I dig it. What do you think? Oh, I absolutely love it. This is a gorgeous little ditty. Uh, you know, I I hear, you know, Sabbath meets Floyd meets the desert on this one. Like you can tell, you know, they heard Planet Caravan a couple times. Uh, just, man, you want to talk about like chill fucking music and the instrumentation is just spot on and so clean. And amazing production on this by uh, Chris Goss from uh, Masters of Reality. And he produced a lot of um, Caius and uh, was involved in a lot of Queens of the Stone Age. That that guy just knows how to get the sounds out, and again, it's just so clean and smooth. And I totally get what you say about it. It makes you feel high, whether you got the bubonic chronic or some Mexican dirt weed, or you're just listening to it. So it will make you feel high, and I absolutely love it. Then we'll take the next song, the first single off the album, and probably their best-known track, Demon Cleaner. Holy shit, is this a fucking masterpiece. In my opinion, this is the best Tool song that Tool never wrote. And 
perform this song twice. One time Scott Reeder joined him on stage to play it too. Uh, and I, was, I always laugh about how uh, I've always known you've liked this song, but to me it sounds so much like Tool. But I love it. I love it. Well, I mean, I love Tool, but uh, oh my God. It, it's just how, how this didn't become a bigger hit. I have no idea. Uh, probably because you saw it on uh, Latino MTV and not regular MTV. Because I don't, I don't remember seeing this on MTV, you know. But you got to look, you know. This came out in '94, you know, very much the tail end of uh, of Headbangers Ball. I mean, when did Headbangers Ball end? Was it like '94, '95? Yeah, I think it ended. I think it was uh, right when um, um, uh, Slayer's uh, the first song with Ball Stuff. Divine, yeah, Divine. That, that's when it left. Yeah, I think that was 94, too. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, I never recall seeing this. But, uh, you know, if, if this is one, I think, if it would have got released two years earlier, this would have blew the fuck up. You know, big time, because it is such a catchy and amazing fucking track. Love Demon Cleaner. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, you know, this is what turned me on to this band, and uh, it's my favorite Kaya song. I, I, now I got to look into that one album you said I didn't have. Um, uh, you know, it just hooked me, man. Listening to it wasn't—I mean, the video is just as awesome as the song, but the song. Come on, you can't listen. You can't watch a CD, you know, because the song is so good. I had to buy it, you know, and. Uh, I think though it doesn't really it's not really a well representation song for the album right uh, but the song this song literally cleaned all my demons and I accepted my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ into my heart because of the song so take that striper <laughs> all right I'll take the next one Odyssey that that fucking bass on this one holy shit such a great tone and uh like the elder odyssey is my least favorite on this album but it's still way better than that kiss song off that fucking epic masterpiece music from the elder <laughs> i even laugh saying that and i like the elder but still that was funny on my part again <laughs> the bass is the best part of this song if it was not for that bass this song would not it would be kind of lame. It would be as lame as Odyssey from, well, maybe not that lame. But it'd be almost as lame as Odyssey off that masterpiece. Because uh, I hate Odyssey off the Elder. I really, there I agree with you. There's a sun in a sundress looking at an empty sky. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> There's a notes in the music. Looking for forgotten rhymes. You know, just to get off the subject for a second, I heard I heard a, an interview with Bob Ezrin talking about the Elder, and he was like, "Yeah, the Elder. I mean, you know, I dismissed it. Like, yeah, I was bad on drugs, but you know, it's not really a bad album. But the one thing I will say, while listening to the Elder recently, I really feel bad for Paul Stanley now, because <laughs> you know, Paul Stanley sang." Kind of like an Elvis thing he was doing during that. 
Across the fantasy, there's just you and me. Anyway, enough of that. Oh my God, Kiff. The next one is called. Cold. Oh, hold on, hold on. Oh, I got. Sorry, I got to... sorry, you didn't talk about it. Sorry. I got to talk about Odyssey. Well, obviously, I like Odyssey a lot better than you. Uh, to me, there's moments on this that's damn near thrash. Uh, yet it's pure Caius. Uh, but again, I even put in my notes that fucking bass. And I love, you know, the bass on the, the previous two albums that had um, uh, Nick Oliveri on it. The amazing Nick Oliveri. Ian, uh, I don't want to cut you off, but I, I wasn't aware of this. Is this dude on the bass on this album, is this the guy that tried out for Metallica? Uh, Scott Reeder, I believe he did. Yes. yes. Remember some kind of monster that had to audition? Yeah, yes. And they had the Caius guy there? Yes, it was Scott Reed. He didn't get it. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I mean, you know, Trujillo is amazing. I, I think they went with him probably because he's more of a name. I mean, not to take anything away from his bass playing because that dude's a monster. But you know, I, I think I think Scott Reeder could have added that that Cliff Burton vibe. Exactly. Yeah. Where you where, know? where you know, I was listening to all that. You know, you know, something I can't stop listening to in. Is that last Metallica? I still listen to it regularly, and yeah. listen to all the day to the song "Spit Out the Bone." There's oh, a, love it! Yeah, there's a middle section where Trujillo does a bass solo, dude. That is total Cliff Burton worship. I can totally hear it's that got that Cliff Burton tone, like he really does pay homage to Cliff Burton on, especially "Spit Out the Bone." So I think they made the right choice, but dude, this guy, this guy would have been great for Metallica too. But go ahead. Oh, oh yeah, no. I, I mean, just, uh, you know, back up what you said. Yeah, I mean, truly, uh, you, that dude is just a fucking monster. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think if they would have went with Scott Reeder, I think, I don't know, there would have been a whole, I don't know, I think he just captures the vibe of, like, a Cliff Burton type, like, you know, the, the odd man out kind of thing. You know, like the weird guy with the different influences and stuff and, I think it could add a lot, but then again, you know, with Metallica, you can only add what they allow you to add. You know, if if you're coming in the band at that point, you know, you're still stifled somewhat, in my opinion. You know, but hey, you know, Trujillo kicks ass too. But uh, nah, Odyssey, I think I think kicks ass, man. I definitely like it more than you. But then we'll go into track number eight. Conan Troutman. Hey, uh, number one, you may like that song more than me, but I got a smaller dick than you, so <laughs> I win. All right, all right. I, I once again I lose by a foreskin. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm circumcised. Um, yeah, Conan Troutman. Uh, this is a you know a short little song. It was written about an anti-Semitic audiovisual podcaster, uh, <laughs> but they they didn't want to use the guy's real name because they didn't want to get sued. You know, they had foresight. Uh, you know, so they they called it Gene Troutman. Uh, it, it's it's all right. It's it's not bad. It's not it's not bad. But I don't think it holds up against the previous tracks on the album. What do you think? <laughs> I like this song more than you. Uh-oh. 
No, I, I do love it. It's a slamming track. I think it picks it up a lot. But I will say it is filler to my ears, but a well-placed filler for this album. I think the drums are slamming on this track. Uh, very organic, heavy track. I dig it. I dig it. But yeah, it's not. Yeah, I can tell it's filler. Um, the next one is called N.O., right? Yes. No way, son. Uh-uh. N.O. <laughs> Talk about the polar opposite of Poison. This track rules pretty damn hard. I love the structure to this track. And once again, that bass dominating the flow and making it so damn awesome. I absolutely love this track. Y-E-S. <laughs> All right. Well, I can see why you feel that way, you know, especially picking out the bass, which is prominent on this album. But this is one... Um, it, this one is a cover, wow. and, and 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 yeah, this one is a cover from the bass player's previous band, Across the River, and it was a band he was in with Mario Lali or Lolly, um, who went on to form Fatso Jensen. Uh, Jensen of uh, Stoner Rock, but they did this as a tribute to Across the River. Because uh, everybody in the band loved that band. They loved Mario. And he played lead guitar on this song. Kick-ass cover. I mean, when these guys did do covers, I love that they did, like, totally obscure shit by bands, like, nobody heard of. And they did amazing renditions. I love N.O. Uh, although, I will say um, that it kind of fits the album and misses at the same time because there's definitely a different vibe to this i don't know there's just something about this even before i knew it was a cover it's like i like it but it's there's just something different about it but you know a good song is a good song and uh and i digs it and then we'll go into the last full track the amazing whitewater Holy shit. This one was written by Brant Bjork, the drummer. Uh, now, this is how you end a fucking album. And especially an album like this uh, that is so heavy and groovy and all over the fucking place. This one really brings it all together. And like the epitome of, of an album track, of a deep track. You don't hear a lot of people talk about this song in particular when they talk about Caius, uh, but they should. I think it's a brilliant way to cap off the album. It's eight minutes and not one wasted second. I love it. What do you think? Uh, it's eight minutes of stoner rock perfection, man. Massive riffs from the bass and the guitar. A total stone journey this song takes me on, man. I hear a lot of what Tool tries to do in this song, but nowhere near as awesome as this. And the fact that Tool is huge and Caius is not shows you how underrated this fucking band is. Tool fans that don't know this need to wake the fuck up and suck on the superior music Caius brings on this song, Whitewater. Such an amazing jam. You know, I take back whatever the fuck I said was my second favorite. This is my second favorite song. <laughs> this song is fucking phenomenal. It's it's amazing. Yes, and it is. What a great way to end the album. I'm telling you, the first time I bought this album, you know, I can't 
specifically remember because of course I was stoned. But I can totally tell that when this album ended the first time I heard it, I was like, damn, that's a great fucking album. And Whitewater, yeah, I, I would say it's up there with Demon Cleaner as one of their greatest songs. Love it. Great tune. Fuck yeah. Well, then we go into the hidden track, <laughs> which is my kind of hidden track because it's just silly, uh, fun, does not overstay its welcome. At 57 seconds, we have Lick Do. Because <laughs> I know you can and will lick my do. <laughs> I know you can and will lick my big fat do. <laughs> I, I like it's, it's stupid. It's fucking goofy. And it's like, I, I don't know. It's just something that's going to make you giggle when you're fucking high as shit listening to this album. What do you think of Lick Do? Uh, you didn't know this was a cover? No. Yeah. That, that I can't remember the, that rapper's name. You know the guy that, that pees on chicks? Oh, uh, R. Kelly? Yeah, R. Kelly wrote this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's short and goofy and fun, yeah. Um, I dig it, but yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like blow the jug. It's kind of throwaway-ish, but it's fun. It, it's a fun little ditty. I dig it. I like it. So there you go. Suck on that fans right on well that is our review of Caius's third album welcome to hey, Sky in, Valley in in I gotta I gotta ask you a question yes sir he fucking hit it out of the park with this Caius review or what dude fuck yeah that was awesome <laughs> I love it and I know Eric Simmons gonna love it and I hope people check this one out god damn it cause yeah. we 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 do some great reviews of some lesser-known shit, especially, you know, with the with these fan episodes. And, you know, I, I see ones like the fucking the Bathory one. Bathory did not do good. And I, I thought that was a great fucking episode. And, and now more people need to hear. Because I'm like one of those. Like, Bathory's not in my wheelhouse. It's not my normal shit that I listen to. But I was so happy that I listened to it because of that, you know? And and I, and I hope there's people that do this with with Caius. They just don't go, I, I, I never heard of that band. I don't know that one. You know, I'll, I'll sleep on that one. I, I know we have those hardcores that listen to everything, but I, I hope this one reaches out, man, and some other people discover Caius because of this. Because, well, man, they, they deserve your attention. The, the reason the, the battery didn't do too well is because our fans are fat. They have spick moms that I fuck because they're they're putas, and uh, they're fat. But I love you, fat. You're all fat, but I love you. But they, you didn't listen to it because you're fat. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. I quit. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, Ralph and Ian are doing this because you know they hate each other, but they did it for ratings. Ratings. Yeah. Like, what the yeah. fuck are we on? CBS or something? <laughs> ratings. <laughs> Fucking idiot. What the fuck ratings? There's no such thing. Dude, podcasts don't have ratings. We have yeah. fucking views, not ratings. Oh, my God, we have retarded people. You know those two didn't listen to that Bathory episode. Hey, don't just take our diva opinion for it. Yeah. <laughs> They're fat. And they have puta spick moms that I fucked. Yeah, what he said in English, though. 
That's right. Parquet, margarine, and butter. I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> well, this album was released June 28, 1994. You know it what was... June, you know what also is uh released on June 28th? What's that? Well, I was hoping you'd know. Oh no. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> Uh, was originally supposed to re be released much earlier, but there was the collapse of their label. And uh, Electra like kind of co-signed on this album and ended up taking over the full release of it. But uh, it was postponed. Uh, al almost a year to the day it was done re being recorded. I did, I did a full release on our viewers' moms that are putas. <laughs> That means that means who was right? Yeah, yeah, those fuckers that give us ratings. <laughs> Fucking who was? Who was putas? All right. Well, uh, again, we can't stress enough. Check out Caius's "Welcome to Sky Valley" and check out their other releases because they are definitely worthy of your attention. Especially and... like Tool. Come on, wake the fuck up. No, yeah, no, I would definitely say that. If you're a fan of, of Tool and stuff like that, check this shit out. Because, I mean, if you like Tool but you don't like this, then, uh, you know, you you're are poop. You're, <laughs> you're... <laughs> All right, well, what what's some other stuff that we can recommend for these fine people that uh, chose to listen to this? Ralph, do you have a pick of the week this week? Uh, we discussed this last week that from now on, pick of the week. Okay. I'm gonna okay. I'll fucking I'll go. I well, which is fine. It gives you plenty of time because I have multiple picks this week. Um, if you like this band, you like this album. I've got some other bands. I'm not gonna give you specific albums, but just artists that you need to check out. Uh, the first one being the drummer of this amazing band. Even though this was his last uh, album with with uh, Caius, he did not perform on their last one. Brant Bjork uh, has amazing solo albums. Really good. If you like this shit, you like stoner rock, he's got plenty of solo albums. There's Vista Chino. Uh, he's got a new band with, I think, Scott Reeder, I believe, called Stoner. That is killer. Uh, and just ch check out any of them. Go on YouTube, check it out. You find one you like, buy that motherfucker. Also, what I, uh, band I talked about earlier in this episode, Fatso Jetson. Some cool fucking stoner rock music. Fu Manchu from Southern California. Great stoner rock band. I mean, these, there's so much, it's like a rabbit hole when you get into like the whole, you know, desert rock scene, stoner rock scene. There's so many bands and offshoots and solo albums. I mean, all the, 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 core members of Caius have gone on to amazing careers. Maybe not like, you know, record sales-wise, but I mean, just respect and fucking, you know, so much killer shit. And so check out any of those. And also, I have a YouTube recommendation this week. Um, and that is uh, for people who are into movies and especially like, you know, Boutique labels like Vinegar Syndrome, Severin, uh, Aero Video that release all kinds of, you know, weird, different, like drive-in, grindhouse kind of movies. There's a YouTube channel called Video Talk. 
And this guy is from Finland and is just so fucking entertaining and so passionate talking about all these, you know, lesser known driving style type movies. Uh, man, I, I tune into this guy's show every week. I'm a huge fan. And if, if you like movies, particularly of, you know, the sleazier grindhouse kind of shit, check out Video Talk on YouTube. Uh, you won't be disappointed. He's from Finland, but you can understand him, goddammit. Uh, super nice guy. And those are my picks of the week. Ralph, uh, what you got there? Right on. I want to, uh, there's a girl I know that works at a record pressing plant and she hooks me up with vinyl. I and, know her. Yeah, you do. You actually, I've taken you to her house. Yes. And, uh, um, she gave me a vinyl of a band called Hell Ripper that it's fucking awesome, man. The album's called Black Arts and Alchemy. And it's like, it's kind of like Venom meets Midnight meets Toxic Holocaust. It's just ripping, dirty, killer metal. And uh, man, just what's the name of that song? I'm looking at the album now. Uh, All Hail the Goat. Check out that song. My God, this shit. And it's a one-man band. The guy does everything. And it's ripping, man. I, I mean, she gave me this album and I put it on when I got home and I was like, Holy shit, this is my type of jam, man. Um, love it. They're called Hell Ripper, and the album's called Black Arts and Alchemy. It's fucking amazing. Nice. I will check that out. I believe it's an EP as I'm looking at it. Yeah, it's an EP. Awesome. All right, well, now it's time to go into Fan of the Week, and this is a longtime listener and supporter of the show, Eric Cinnamon. Uh I talked about it earlier, man, got to hang with him on one of my trips back to Illinois. And just the the passion this guy has for music and for our show is, is just unbelievable. He always supports us, always sings our praises, tells people about the show, and is just one of the nicest guys ever. Uh, I hope someday he makes it to a rock and pod route so you can meet him because you would love this guy. He is so you know, into his music, never gave up on it, is still passionate about it. And, uh, man, I, I just can't say enough, enough good things about Eric. And I hope the next time I make a trip back home, brother, we will hook up and we will hang out again. And what, what, the, the best moments, we're hanging out at his house and we're hanging out in his garage. And I'm looking through his tapes and there was a Sammy Hagar cassette. And I just looked at him. And the shame in his eyes is stronger than any Viagra you could ever take. <laughs> he took out that tape. He goes, okay, here we go. Put some gasoline on it. Lit it up. <laughs> burn that shit. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. It was awesome. But I mean, he is just such a cool fucking cat. And, uh, and I love that he was turned on to our show from another friend of mine from back home who we happened to work with. And uh, all he, one listen, and he was hooked, and he's been with us ever since. And I, he discovered our show early on. Always supports us every time we do a fundraiser. Um, always like, hey, you know, and doesn't want a guest on the show. Just want to say, hey, guys, talk talk about an album, uh, you know. And, and he's cool just doing that, and, and and that's amazing, man. You know, 
he just loves hearing us talk about music and and talking about the shit that he's still passionate about and i and i love that you know well you know ian i think it's kind of an insult if you buy a cassette from any artist it's an it's an, <laughs> it's an insult to the artist so <laughs> wrong with buying a sammy hagar tape it's a cassette god's sake that don't count <laughs> yeah well, that's what, that's what I love. Like, it didn't make that transition. It wasn't in his CD collection. You know, it's like, you, you know, he was drunk as a kid in 1983, you know, and he made a mistake, but he owned up to it and he corrected it, <laughs> you I'm know. Not, if you don't, if you buy Sammy Hagar in any other format, you should not only start whiskey, you should inject it into your eyeballs. Yeah, the, the only other way you should buy a Sammy Hagar, uh, Sammy Hagar music, period, is at a rock and pod, you know, so we can destroy it on stage. Exactly. And speaking of rock and pod, if Eric Cinnamon goes to the next one, I'm really hoping, I keep my fingers crossed, he's going to be the first boy I kiss on the lips. <laughs> Hell yeah. There's always hope. Uh, I, 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 you know, he's all man. I'm sure he won't share no tongue. But good thing Nate will be there. <laughs> oh, he will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get him while he's puking. Get him from behind. <laughs> yeah, Nate made me worried last time uh, when he was in the back seat of his car going, jump in the back. Yeah, back here. Like, like and I want to... Yeah. No, not in the front. Jump in the back. In the Why? Back. Yeah. I want to show you something. I'm going to show you something, so make my beard sticky with your semen. <laughs> well, if you enjoyed this awesome album, come back and we take a... Enjoy this review. Ian, I gotta ask you again, did we hit this fucking review out of the park or what? Out of the park, pack a bowl and smoke it. Yeah. Right on. Come back come back next week when we take a total left turn and we talk about minute work. Well, maybe. Yeah. Maybe 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 not. Or maybe it'll be another fan episode. We got some weird ones coming up. Yeah, yeah. Either either way. Tune in and fucking listen, goddammit. We really want our good buddy, NC, what's his name? Um, uh, Count Dracula. We yeah, want, yeah, we want him. We want, he wants to do that. I want him on the show. He he said to us, look, man, maybe it ain't gonna happen. I go, dude, it's gonna happen. We'll take care of every fan episode till you have the free time. And we'll do, I can't sleep, I can't get to sleep. I know it's not on the album, <laughs> but you know. Uh, but yeah, men at work, that'll be interesting. Um, because, because, you know, I think they suck. <laughs> so, you know, I'll be having little tantrums with, with tampons flying out of my ass. Ah, what can you do? But hey, at least it ain't the cure. Hey, I love those puntas. And you'll hear all about it next week on the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. And friends. <laughs> Friend. Friend singular. Yeah. Mushmouth. <laughs> you made fun of Mushmouth. This is war. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
Let's go, let's go, let's go.